0: Hey there and welcome back to By His Grace Marriage Ministry Podcast. My name is Amanda. Welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is, I'm going to call it a set apart word because I was not planning on giving this word. And um, I actually wasn't going to be coming on until next week to start my um, blending families series, remarriage and blending family series. And um, I woke up this morning with a word in my heart and in my spirit, and I feel led by the Ruach to share this word. And um, it's different because it's not really a marriage word, but it's connected to marriage, and I'll explain why later in this episode. But it's not a marriage word. So I'm actually going to be sharing today more about what it means to be set apart, what it means to be grafted into Yisrael. And the reason why I'm doing this is because recently I did a part two to my testimony where I was talking about how I came to truth. So my testimony part one was talking about my past, my history, um, when I became a believer, what it was like to grow up in a non-Christian home, um, just various trials and family issues that I went through and such. Part two was talking more about how I came to truth um, and what, what it's done for me and how it's blessed me. So today's word, I want to talk more about what does it mean to be set apart? Why is it important? Um, what does it mean to be grafted in? Can you be grafted in if you're a Gentile and so on and so forth? So today's word is again, a bit different. It's not really a marriage word per se. It is still connected to marriage and I'll explain why later. Um, But this is just a word that I really want to do and I actually started recording this word just a little bit ago and I lost the recording. So I now know that this is a word the enemy doesn't want me to get out and I rebuke him in Yeshua's name. I'm going to get this word out. (laughs) So um, before I get started, I do want to say this real quick. I am in no way judging anybody, condemning anybody. Number one, it is not my place or my job to judge anybody. Um, And number two, condemnation is not of Yahuwah. It is of the enemy. So I would never condemn anybody. Um, I have prayed before I come on here for the Ruach, for the Holy Spirit to lead and guide my tongue and my words that nothing I say may come across as offensive or judgmental or condemning. Again, I just simply want to share what's on my heart and in my spirit for those who have ears to hear, for those that want to hear this. Um, I've actually had a couple of people reach out to me via email, which has been such a blessing to talk with them and share with them what Yahuwah has done for me and the truth that he's brought me to. And I pray that it reaches many. There are many that are lost that need to reach the truth that are, there are many myself included that were brought up in deception that were, you know, brought up in false doctrines and, and things like that, you know? Um, and let me tell you something. There are a lot of people coming to truth. There are a lot of people waking up, um, A lot of um, who has chosen ones or set-apart ones are scattered, and we're all starting to unite. It's a really beautiful thing, but there's been a lot of persecution, there's been a lot um, that goes on with that, which is to be expected, but again, I just really want to share this. It is so strong in my heart and in my spirit, but I wanted to say that before I, I continue this word, that I am in no way judging anybody or condemning anybody or trying to offend anybody, and I pray that nobody takes it that way. All right, so let's get started. Um, I will be reading from some scripture, and I will be going into some detail. Um, Please, if you have any questions concerning these things, please feel free to reach out to me via email um, or Facebook Messenger. All right, so I want to explain, um, and I've already talked about this briefly in part two of my testimony, but just kind of to do a recap um, I did not grow up a believer. Um, I became a believer at 26. So I've been a believer for 10 years, but eight of those 10 years, I was a Christian. So the past two years, so I want to say, well, almost three, because in 2020 is when I came to truth. Um, Yahuwah dropped the scales from my eyes. He opened my eyes to truth and He brought me out of the world, out of out of Mitzrayim, out of Egypt and out of Babylon and brought me into truth. And it's incredible when you start to see things through his word and the way that he sees things, which is the truth. You're no longer in the world. You're set apart. And I'm going to explain in just a minute what that means and how that happens. Okay, but here are some of the things that I would see even before the scales fell off. You know, I was starting to discern and I'm like, wait a minute, none of this makes sense. You know, there are so many denominations, so many religions, um, and all of them have something wrong with it. Of course, you know, none of us are perfect, but I remember wondering so many things like why are most of these churches, whether it's Christian, Catholic, whatever, um, why are they celebrating pagan holidays that have nothing to do with Yahuwah, right? And that the actual holidays that we are supposed to keep, the biblical feasts, no churches are doing that, right? Um, and I know, And I know what most people think. They think, well, we're not Jewish, you know? Here's the thing. First off, it has nothing to do with Jewishness, okay? Second, yes, we're born Gentiles, right? We're Gentiles by blood, but when you come to truth, When you're set apart, when you become a believer and you start being obedient to the Torah, to the laws, to the commandments, then you are grafted into Yisrael, to his set apart ones, to his chosen ones. And I'll explain why Yisrael are the chosen ones, the set apart ones. Many people have it wrong. They think that in order to be set apart, to be Yahuwah's people, that you have to have been born Jewish. And that is not true. Okay. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of people within the Jewish religion that, you know, have it wrong, are in error, right? I was saying last time how um, they, uh, apart from the Torah, they came out with something called the Talmud, which is like 60 plus oral laws that they wrote themselves, you know? So, I mean, you just got to consider that. When you look at Christianity, Catholicism, and all the rest... They're either taking away from scripture or adding to scripture. And we know scripture clearly tells us that we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to take away or add to his word. Okay. One of the problems with Christianity, for example, is that a majority of of, uh, Christians believe that because we are saved, you know, by faith through grace or by grace. I forget how the saying goes. Yes, we do have grace. Yes, we've been given grace because Yeshua sacrificed himself for us. Right. But. The thing is, is that the Torah is not done away with and never was. Yeshua even says this in scripture, um, I believe in Matthew, where he says, and I'm going to paraphrase, where he says that he did not come to do away with the law, with the Torah. He came to fulfill it. And even Paul in his writings, and I, I want to say specifically in Romans, where he talks about, um, and he probably talks about in other other parts of his writing, but he talks about that we are still to abide by the Torah, okay? The only thing that we are not supposed to do anymore, that we don't, I should say, we don't have to do anymore concerning the Torah is sacrifice animals. And that is because Yeshua was the lamb. He was the lamb of Yahuwah. He was the sacrificial lamb. He was our ultimate atonement for our sins, okay? So we no longer have sacrifice animals, but everything else that's mentioned in the Torah Along with the Ten Commandments, we are to follow. And I know most people say, well, how do I do that? Living in such a modern world, etc." Yahuwah will show you, okay? He will convict you on these things, little by little. It's a process, okay? Doesn't happen overnight. (laughs) But one of the the biggest issues with uh, Christianity, you know, they believe that because there's grace, they no longer have to follow the Torah, you know? Then when you look at like, for example, Jewish religion, you know, they believe, yes, you follow the Torah, there's not really grace, or, you know, they're just, they're they're very much in error because they've they've added to scripture. Christianity has taken away from scripture. The problem with Catholic churches, right? Um, there's a lot wrong, but I'm only gonna name one. They have, you, you walk into majority of Catholic churches, they have statues everywhere. This is considered idols. Even though they're statues of Yeshua, you know, or Jesus, Mother Mary, uh, St. Saint Mark, St. Saint Peter, St. Andrew, St. Michael, right? Um, we're not supposed to have idols. It's part of the Ten Commandments. We're not supposed to have statues. We're not supposed to idolize Mother Mary or any of the apostles or disciples. We're not supposed to pray to Mother Mary or any of the disciples. Yeshua clearly says in Scripture that nobody can get to the Father except through me. We are to pray in His name. Not anybody else's name. So that is one of the major things wrong with Catholicism, okay? When you look at the history of the church, you can go back to to the Council of Nicaea. You can go back to Constantine and all the changes he made within the Bible. This is why I do not own a King James Version. Um, I only own one, and it's a woman's study Bible, and I kept it because of uh, some things that it has in it. And even then, I may eventually donate it. But this is why I don't have any Bibles other than scripture bibles that are that are hebrew okay that are as close as us can be that haven't had a lot of changes done to it okay there's been a lot of changes done um and that's how a lot of these holidays came in too like christmas and easter and stuff like that okay so when you look at the history of the churches you will see the truth okay unless it's been hidden from us but you'll see the truth, okay, and these are all things, I'm sharing this, because these are all things that I started seeing, that I started understanding, and a lot of it was through reading the scriptures myself, a lot of it was different brothers and sisters that I met and fellowshipped with, of course, used discernment, Um, just being in prayer, and the scales falling off, I started to understand and started to see clearly, It's not just about the world, the Babylonian systems, but to look at the churches itself and the religions and the the denominations, how much deception there truly is. Okay? So with that being said, now let's go into, you know, why is Yisrael um, the set apart people, the chosen ones, and how is it that people can become chosen ones and set apart ones and come to truth. Okay. So the first thing that I want to say is, um, what I said earlier, the problem is that a lot of Christians, a lot of other believers that are not in the truth, um, they feel that they already are because all of that other stuff only applies to people who are Jewish. Okay. And that's not true. Again, um, Jewish being set apart isn't even being Jewish. Okay. It's being Hebrew. All right or you can even say an israelite if you want um there are some people that call it torah observant i don't really like to put that out there because it makes it sound like it's a cult or, or a separate religion or whatever um so i just say hebrew okay because i was grafted in all right you're grafted in now i'm gonna explain why this is um and i'm i'm gonna use scripture and i'm not gonna read directly from it because i don't have the Book of Jashar in front of me. The reason why I'm gonna use the Book of Jashar, um, and for those of you that don't know what that is, again, there are missing books that were removed from the 66 Canon Bible. It's now in something called the Apocrypha. You can buy it and read it. Um, I do have a copy and the Book of Jashar along with Jubilees goes into a lot more detail based off of Genesis and during that time period. So the, the Book of Jashar, when I was reading and studying it, it showed a lot about who Abraham was and how his life was before he was called by Yahuwah. And this is where I want to explain about being grafted in and how that works. Okay. And how Yahuwah's people got started as to say, let me just take a quick drink of water. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So in the book of Joshua, and we also see this in Genesis, just not in great detail, but in the book of Joshua, it shows Abraham's life before Yahuwah called him. As Abraham was growing up, he started to see things as well that just didn't seem right. Abraham lived in a foreign pagan land, okay? His father, all of his family, they worshipped like wooden idols and things like that, okay? And as Abraham grew, he started to realize that this was not right um, and his spirit would like recognize that, you know, Yahuwah is our is our God, right? He's our Elohim, not these wooden statues. And he would actually plead with his father to come out of that paganism, to come out of that abomination and they wouldn't. And so Yahuwah seeing Abraham's heart and his spirit and stuff, he called him out. And he called him to leave behind his family and the idols and um, and that country. And to go where Yahuwah was telling him to go, and Abraham had no idea where he was going, but he um, obeyed because he loved Yahuwah and he wanted to, to be close to him. He didn't want to be um, worshiping idols and just and, and things like that that his family was involved with. Okay, so Yahuwah called Abraham apart from his family, where he lived, his country, everything like that. Okay, so Abraham himself was not Hebrew. He was not Jewish. He was a foreigner. Okay. And the reason why I'm saying this is because Abraham is the start of Yahuwah's people, of his chosen ones. Okay. Yahuwah made a covenant with Abraham. He brought him into a land, which was Canaan. I believe, yeah, I believe it was, no, it was not Canaan at first. I'm sorry. Um, but he brought him into a land. Yahuwah made a promise covenant with him. Okay. And it was through Abraham's seed that Yahuwah's people were established, okay? Because Abraham's grandson, Jacob or Yaakov, his name was changed to Israel. And he was the one that had the 12 tribes, the 12 sons that are known as the 12 tribes that became Yahuwah's set apart and chosen people because of the covenant that Yahuwah made. My point is, is that Abraham was not Jewish. He was not Hebrew. He was not any of those things until Yahuwah called him and grafted him in, made a covenant with him. So when you are grafted in, you are now under that covenant. Okay. So you don't have to be born Jewish. You could have been born a Gentile, but you are grafted in spiritually. Okay. And the way that happens is because you come out of Babylon, you come out of Mitzrayim, Egypt, you come out of that deception and you come to truth. The scales fall off of your eyes. And spiritually, you are grafted in. And when you are grafted in, you automatically become Israel. You become a part of it. You become an Israelite or you become Hebrew. Okay. Because now you are part of that covenant. You are part of those people. Okay. You are now his chosen when you are set apart from this world. Okay. And um, in my part two testimony, I explained immersion. Um, it's like being baptized, but you're not doing it in a church. You're not doing it under a religion. You're not having somebody do it for you. You are baptizing yourself into the truth. Okay. You're grafting in. Okay. So anybody can be grafted in, but you have to be obedient to his word. You have to follow the truth. You have to follow the Torah and you have to most importantly be set apart from this world. Okay. Now, what does it mean to be set apart from this world? Okay. Great question. Um, and listen, it it was such a huge transformation for me. It was incredible. Like, I know that people that knew me in my past and knew me back then must look at me and they're like, wow, you're like a completely different person. I am. I praise Abba for that. You know, that's what I want. Um, the most important thing to me in my life is that I am glorifying him by the way I live and that I am obedient to his word and to his Torah, to his commands and his laws. Okay. But... I'm going to give you some examples of being set apart. Um, And again, these things will not happen overnight. Okay. It takes time. It's a process. It's a journey. Okay. But you will start to see because the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, will start to put these things on your heart. So like, for example, in my part two testimony, I shared about how I dress. I cover my head. You know, I dress modestly. I only wear skirts and dresses. um, You know, things like that. Okay. So I won't go into too much there. But what I will say is being set apart from the world, number one, yes, we are to, to be um, law abiding citizens as we live in within our government and such. However, and you know, I, I might lose listeners for some things I'm going to say. I might, you know, upset some people and I apologize in advance, but I'm just speaking truth. Our government is corrupt. Okay, it's why I call it Babylon because it's Babylonian systems. Nowhere is God's word in it, you know. Um, it's evil and it's wicked, it's corrupt. Okay, so yes, we are to be law abiding citizens, like we shouldn't steal things like that, which are also one of the commandments. Um, but let me tell you something there are a lot of things too that the government has put in place or has asked us to do that we know goes against scripture. And that's the difference. So being set apart is you're not following that, okay? I'm gonna give another example. And again, I might offend somebody, I might upset somebody, I apologize in advance. Look at the pandemic with COVID, okay? I'm sorry, but that was all planned. COVID was more than likely a man-made disease, sickness, illness, whatever you wanna call it, sent out to sadly and unfortunately kill many people, make many people very ill to then come out with a vaccine Within just a few months, that also has been making people ill or killing people and so on. Okay. And this is our government that are doing these things. I'm just going to, I'm going to put it out there. I'm sorry. You could think I'm crazy. You can be upset, whatever you want to say. But it's, I know it's the truth. Okay. (laughs) I know it's the truth. And I praise Abba Yahuwah because you know what? I never, not me or my son or most of my family, ever got sick with COVID and none of us are vaccinated. Okay. And I've not been sick with it. Praise Abba Yahuwah. Now, once again, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not judging anybody. If you have gotten the vaccination and whatnot, listen, that's between you and Yahuwah. But I know that He let me know not to take it. Okay. And you can say that that's being set apart. Okay. Because many people did. Okay, many people, there was a time period where if you wanted to keep your job, you had to get vaccinated. So many people, even believers, even believers, even Christians felt I better do this because if not, I'm going to lose my job. Number one, where's your faith? If you were going to lose your job for not taking that poison, you should have known that Yahuwah would support you and provide for your needs. Okay, even if you lost that job. All right. I mean, I, my heart was broken that so many people against their wishes felt that they had no choice but to take this vac- this vaccine in order to keep their jobs and such and, and whatever, or to travel, to see loved ones. Don't you guys see what the Babylonian systems were doing? They're controlling us. And no one should control us except for Yahuwah. Okay? I'm going to be completely honest. I've been dying to share this out there. Of course, I talked about it with, you know, loved ones that are, um, you know, walking in truth and in the same beliefs. But, um, not only was I never not sick with COVID, but I never got the vaccinations, not one. Because I knew it was not of Yahuwah. I knew that it was mind control. I knew that it was trickery. I knew that it was just not right. You know, we didn't know what was in there. Um, so anyways, there's, there's so many things, um that take place within our society and our government that clearly are an abomination to Yahuwah, that clearly go against his scripture. You know, I'm gonna give some more examples. Abortions, abortions being legal. How can anybody think to murder a baby? You know, despite their arguments, oh, you know, baby's not alive till it's born. It's not true. Life begins at conception, okay? Those babies, when they're in the wombs, they cry, they yawn, they move around. They feel pain, they hear things, they 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 see things. I mean, you name it. It's murder, which we know murder is clearly a sin. It's, it's one of the 10 commandments. Not only that, but children are a gift and a reward from Yahuwah. Then we've got things on the market like birth control. And I think there's a pill called Plan B where if you did conceive, you know, it'll, it'll take it away. You know, come on. I mean, these are abominations. And these are things that our country specifically are allowing to be legal and to be out there. I've talked about how the roles have reversed for men and women, for husbands and wives, and how that has very severely affected marriage and family. I've talked about that. So being, when you are set apart, you are not following these things. You are not abiding by that. You are in your role as a wife. You are in your role as a husband. You are not going to take anything that you know is an abomination to Yahuwah. You're not going to use birth control. You're not going to have an abortion because your understanding is that it's murder and that if Yahuwah is in control of our lives, if we are to have this baby, then we're going to have this baby. And I'm not going to go in depth because there, there's more details to that. But, you know, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go further into that. And I can I could talk hours about this stuff. But, you know, look at all the things that our society is allowing. Look at the transgender issues. Look at the homosexuality. Look at all of these things that are taking place, okay, within our world that our children are learning. For those that have children. All of these things the scriptures clearly say are an abomination and are a sin, okay? So being set apart from the world, being set apart from the Babylonian systems, and again, the Babylonian systems are the government, our government, okay? That's what being set apart is. There are many brothers and sisters um, who are in truth that are selling their homes, uh, getting out of their apartments, they're getting RVs, trailers, and they're homesteading if they can they're driving around, living in different places, uh, doing work trades, okay? They're living simple. They're going back to the basics, okay? Because why? They want out of being under society or in society and under the Babylonian systems. I can't wait to do this. I'm still in process. I cannot wait to do this. I really cannot. There are people that have children. They are homeschooling their children. They're taking their children out of the public schools because why? Once again, they are worldly it's a part of the Babylonian systems. Now my son right now is in public schooling. He's in high school. Um, and that is because that is what he wanted. And I could not force him to stay home anymore. I did homeschool him. I could not force him to stay home anymore. Ultimately, as our children get older, it's their choice. We can't force them. We can only plant seeds, be you know exemplified to them and pray that they develop their own faith, belief and understanding, right? That's all we can do as parents, okay? But my belief, and when I have more babies, they're gonna be homeschooled. There are no way that my children are setting foot in a a public school, especially with how bad things have gone, okay? That's another example of being set apart. Um, Listen, going back to the basics, you know, um, look at what our world, our society is doing to all the things that Yahuwah gave to us as gifts, right? Um, For example, look at the issue with our food. Okay. Our society has taken so many things that Yahuwah never intended for these things to ever happen, to, to become these things. Okay. Man has taken our food. They are adding toxins, chemicals, process. I mean, the United States of America has foods that when you go to other countries abroad, they're banned. That's how bad it is. But yet, our country allows it processed foods the sugars the canned stuff the frozen stuff right when we should be eating whole foods right and and organic but you even got to be careful with some organic foods because you know we don't know what they're doing to them but when Yahuwah created this earth the whole thing was that Yahuwah provided everything from by his hands and from the earth okay Whole foods, when you think of whole foods, what are whole foods? Whole foods are foods that come from the ground, the earth, okay? Nothing's done to them. There's no, there's no alternating them, processing them, or anything like that. It's not frozen. It's not, you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's whole foods. Those are the things we should be eating. And even nowadays, sadly, farmers will tell you our soil has gotten so contaminated that we're not even growing crops and produce like we should anymore. Everything has been so affected. Man has damaged not only this earth, but everything that, you know, has been intended for us to have. Look at medicines, look at pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals are evil, okay? Pharmaceuticals are, are laced with chemicals and toxins that are more harmful than good. And we're charged an arm and a leg for it unless you have insurance. And even most insurances don't cover half of what you need why when there are things like herbs natural herbs there are essential oils that that are derived from plants and flowers and trees all these things came from the earth they were yielded from the earth by his hand and these things heal they help sicknesses they help daily things that we go through but instead what is our society what is our government doing our babylonian systems they are pushing pharmaceuticals they're pushing pharmaceuticals you know and don't get me wrong i respect science i respect how far it's come i respect the intelligence and all this kind of stuff but in the end we're still doing more harm than good okay and that's horrible you know we should be able to use the things that were given to us freely by yahuwah from the earth by his hand okay another thing right so i've talked about the foods the the pharmaceuticals right the medicines things like that look at the clothes we wear okay first off not only is it ridiculous how much clothes cost along with food and all that right but and I actually just came to this truth last year last year I was convicted by scripture um, within the Torah about not mixing uh linen and wool I never realized that when I when I used to read the scriptures and I would always talk about linen, I just thought they were just talking about clothing in general. I didn't know that linen was an actual fabric and it's a natural fabric. It's a natural fiber that comes from flax and that that is what we're supposed to wear. Okay, That is what we're supposed to be clothed in because it's healthy for us, it's good for us. Okay, And um, when I look at the clothes that we have today, that man has created. It's full of synthetic fibers and fabrics that are harmful to us, that have chemicals and toxins, polyester, um, nylon, um, I think it's pronounced model, right? Um, Even some cotton, unless it's organic cotton, more than likely it's not a good cotton, right? Because again, our society is poisoning us in every which way, our technology, all of that, right? When you look at our fabrics, okay? When I became convicted of this last year, I cleaned out my closet, okay? I ended up having eight trash bags full of clothes that all had these harmful synthetic fibers and fabrics, okay? I had maybe a few pieces of cotton clothing and that was it. Praise ABBA, I was led to groups on Facebook, and I had sisters bless me tremendously by sending clothes for my family and I that are linen, okay? And I cannot tell you what a difference that has made, how much healthier I feel, I sleep better at night, everything it's truly helping my body. Um, and I'm like, Oh my goodness, you know, like getting rid of all of this harmful stuff and it's everywhere, you know, and I know what people are going to say, you know, but it's the truth. I only wear linen. Abba has graciously blessed me with enough clothes to be able to only wear linen. I don't even wear cotton anymore. And that's a blessing because it's it's truly what's number one, what's in the scriptures. And I can see why. It was what Yahuwah always intended for us to have. It's a natural uh, fiber. It's a natural fabric. It's made out of flax. And it's good for you. You know, you're not having these chemicals seep into your body. You're not hot all the time. You're not sweaty. You're not all these things, right? Linen is just amazing. Okay. It's just amazing. And If you want to learn more about the benefits of linen, you can look it up. Or you can look up, and they're such a precious couple. They're incredibly funny and just such a blessing to many, including myself. Um, but they're, if you want to look them up on YouTube, their name is Nathan and Chelsea Reynolds. And they have the Linen Railroad. That is their ministry. They help to get these garments of praise, <clears throat> is what they call it, linen, to people who can't afford it or don't have it. They can't find it, okay? Um, if you want to learn more about it, it's called Becoming a Linenite. You can look them up on YouTube and, um, it'll bless you. Okay. But even our clothes, okay, even our clothes, they have managed to take and just, you know, destroy it, you know, to where it destroys us. Look at your household cleaners and stuff like that. I remember when I became convicted of that and I got rid of everything, detergents, cleaners, all these things that had all these horrible, um, chemicals that are harmful to me and my family, you know, and I was able to come across, you know, um, other products that don't have those things that clean just as well and are affordable for the most part. Okay. Cause that's the other problem. Whatever knowledge that the Babylonian systems have of these things that are healthy and natural, they take it, they market it, and then they charge us a crazy amount of money just so that we can be healthy. We see this with our food, cleaning products, Uh, medicine stuff, the clothes. Okay. So clothes, linen is expensive. Linen sheets, linen clothes is expensive unless you find it in thrift stores or you come across beautiful people like Nathan and Chelsea that have a ministry that um, work hard to gift people linen. Okay. Linen is expensive though. Okay. If you go to any other store that has linen and if it's even real linen, they're going to charge you tons of money. Okay, look at our food. If you want to eat healthy, organic, whole foods, it's more expensive than the frozen junk food or candy or anything like that. Canned food. All that stuff is more affordable, but not whole foods, not um, organic stuff. Okay. Medicine, same thing. Look at the pharmaceuticals, right? Some are expensive, but then they offer, our government offers medical insurance, which most of these insurance don't even cover. Okay. But when you look at essential oils, herbs, and all these natural things, tinctures, all these things, salves, it's expensive unless you come across gracious brothers and sisters who are, who are in the truth that make these things and they can either gift it to you or they don't charge as much. Okay. It's sad to see. It's it's like it says, I think it's in Deuteronomy where it says that, you know, things that are good are bad and things that are bad are good, right? It's reverse. Our society is so corrupted and so wicked that these things are reverse, okay? And what's even sadder is that other believers and non-believers will look at people like me that are walking in truth, that only wear linen, that cover their head, that wear seats, that do all these things and they look at me like I'm crazy. And that's okay because you know what? I'm blessed. I feel blessed and I'm thankful to Yahuwah for bringing me to truth. And out of, you know, to uh, setting me apart, Bringing me out of the Babylonian systems, bringing me out of Mitzrayim, Egypt, okay? Bringing me out of bondage, bringing me out of deceit, you know, deception, and into truth. And I want to help people do the same thing. It's not a cult. Listen, anybody looking from the outside in that still have scales on their eyes, even if they're a believer, of course they're going to see it that way. You want to know why, for example, Mormonism and Jehovah Witness and other crazy cults are called cults? Okay, I'll tell you why. Number one, there have been some crazy cults in the past. Okay, I've, I've done research on this. A lot, of, a lot of them took place in like 70s and 80s. They didn't have God's word in it anywhere, number one. It's not like they even took scripture and twisted it. Maybe they started out that way, but they ended up just being leaders that just were, um, they weren't all there. They weren't all there. They were very much oppressed and they controlled people into doing terrible things. And Yahuwah is not an Elohim that would ever call for something like that to happen. It's not even in scripture. Then you have cults that do have the word of Yahuwah in it, like Jehovah's Witness and Mormonism and such. But they've twisted scripture. They've made their own Bibles. They've taken away and added from scripture. Like I said in the beginning, we are not supposed to do that. Okay? Those are cults. Being in truth is not a cult. It's going to look like that to many people looking from the outside in because they still have scales on their eyes. They can't see. They're blinded by the ways of this world, by the Babylonian system. They're still in bondage. They're still in Egypt. They're still in Mitzrayim. Okay? And my prayer for all of you today, for those of you who are still there, who are still stuck, who are still blinded, who still have the scales on their eyes. I am praying that those scales will drop off and that you will be brought out of bondage, out of Egypt, out of Mitzrayim, that you will be brought out of deception, out of these Babylonian systems that are called our government, our society. I pray that you will be delivered out of those things. If you are somebody that has pride, please Rid yourself of the pride. Humble yourself before Yahuwah and cry out to Him so He can can deliver you out of those things. So that the scales can fall off. So that you can see clearly. So that you can be in truth and understand it. And it won't happen overnight. It'll be a process, but I promise you, it'll be worth the process. I'm still... I mean, it's been two years for me, but I'm still in that process. I'm still learning daily. You know, my convictions have come months apart, a year apart, weeks apart. You know, it didn't all come at once. You know, I came to truth. Then I started being convicted about not going to church anymore. Then months later, I started being convicted about wearing zeet covering my head. Um, Then I started being convicted of, you know, what I'm wearing how I'm wearing, what fabric I'm wearing. I started to be convicted about all these unhealthy things. You know, it all came at different times. It's a process. But I'm telling you when the the scales fall off of your eyes and you are able to walk in truth and have discernment, your life changes, your life changes. And when you become set apart, you are grafted in to Yisrael. You don't have to be born Jewish. You don't have to be Jewish by blood. You don't have to marry a Jewish person. Nothing like that. Okay? And you're not even considered Jewish. Okay? You're considered an Israelite. You're considered Hebrew. You're considered a part of Israel. You're grafted in. And when you're grafted in, you have to be set apart. And even when we read in Scripture, we see how even the Israelites... Fell so many times. You know. They weren't perfect either. By any means. They weren't. But. Yahuwah loved them. And made a covenant with them. More than any other. People. Or any other. um, Religion. Or anything like that. Right. So. I want to read from the scriptures now. And I'm going to read from the Torah. I'm going to read from Deuteronomy. And I'm going to start. Um first with, I'm going to be in Deuteronomy, or Deborah chapter 5, and I'm going to start at verse 15. This has the Ten Commandments. Then I'm going to jump over to um, some different verses, and then I'm going to jump into a different chapter, and just read from there. Okay, so uh, chapter 5, verse 15. It says, And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Mitzrayim, Egypt, and that Yahuwah your Elohim brought you out from there by a strong hand and by an outstretched arm. Therefore, Yahuwah your Elohim commanded you to perform the Sabbath day. And the other Ten Commandments, okay? So for most of us, or for majority of us that are grafted in, Yahuwah brought us out of Mitzrayim. He brought us out of Babylon. Okay, like I explained earlier. Verse 16, respect your father and your mother, as Yahuwah your Elohim has commanded you, so that your days are prolonged, and so that it is well with you on the soil which Yahuwah your Elohim has given you. You do not murder, you do not commit adultery, you do not steal, you do not bear false witness against your neighbor. You do not covet your neighbor's wife, nor do you desire your neighbor's house nor do you desire your neighbor's house or i'm sorry his field nor his male servant nor his female servant his ox nor his donkey or whatever belongs to your neighbor um and i'm sorry i should have started verse 12. verse 12 says guard the sabbath day to set it apart as yahuwah your elohim commanded you six days you labor and shall do all your work but the seventh day is a sabbath of yahuwah your elohim you do not do any work You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any cattle, nor nor your sojourner who is within your gates, so that your male servant and your female servant rest as you do. I should have started there, I'm sorry. So those are the commandments, okay? Now I'm going to jump over to chapter 6, verse 3. Now remember, you grafted in your Yisrael, okay? So... When you graft in and you're in Israel and you read these scriptures, you totally understand it differently because you realize that this applies to you. See, this is the problem with Christianity and Catholicism. When they read these things, they don't feel it applies to them. And it doesn't because they're not grafted in. But then they disregard the Torah completely. And then they just believe, oh, I'm saved by grace. I'm fine. I can go on sinning because I'm, I'm saved by grace and I don't have to follow these things. That's the problem. All right, so verse three, and you shall hear O Yisrael and shall guard to do that I might be well with you and that you increase greatly as Yahuwah Elohim of your fathers has spoken to you in a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear O Yisrael, Yahuwah our Elohim, Yahuwah is one. And you shall love Yahuwah your Elohim with all your heart and with all your being and with all your might. And these words which I am commanding you today shall be in your heart and you shall impress them upon your children and shall speak of them when you sit in your home, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house, and on your gates. Now I don't have this scripture pulled up for the zitzits, but that's why the children of Israel, men and women, wear zitzits or tassels. These are a reminder. You wear them at the four corners of your garment. These are a reminder of his commandments. Okay? So we are to wear them daily. I wear mine daily. And I love it. I love that it's a reminder um, that I keep his commandments. Okay? Um, Also, when it comes to dietary laws, they still apply. You should not be eating pork. You should not be eating shrimp. You should not be eating anything that's unclean. Okay? Because it is commanded in the Torah. It's in Leviticus. I'm in Deuteronomy right now. But... If you want to study it more, it is in the in Leviticus, okay? Okay, um, I'm reading chapter 7, verse 6. I'm gonna start at verse 6. For you are a set-apart people to Yahuwah, your Elohim. Yahuwah your Elohim has chosen you to be a people for himself, a treasured possession above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Yahuwah did not set his love on you, nor choose you because you were more numerous than other people for you were the least of all peoples. But because of Yehua loving you, and because of him guarding the oath which he swore to your fathers, which began with Abraham, okay? Yehua has brought you out with a strong hand and ransomed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim. Now, when you apply it to today, same thing. He brought you out of bondage, Mitzrayim. He brought you out of the Babylonian systems, our society. Okay, And you shall know that Yehua, your Elohim, He is Elohim, the trustworthy El, guarding covenant and loving commitment for a thousand generations with those who love him and those who guard his commands, but repaying those who hate him to their face, to destroy them. He does not delay to do so with him who hates him. He repays him to his face. And you shall guard the command and the laws and the right rulings which I command you today to do them, and it shall be because you hear these right rulings and shall guard and do them, that Yahuwah your Elohim shall guard with you the covenant. Remember, I said earlier about how he made a covenant with Abraham. So when you become grafted in, you are now under his covenant. Okay, so the covenant and the loving commitment, which he swore to your fathers, and shall love you and bless you and increase you, and shall bless the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your land, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. Blessed are you above all peoples, there will not be a barren man or barren woman among you or among your livestock. And Yahuwah shall turn away from you all sickness and put on you none of the evil diseases of Mitzrayim, which you have known, but he shall put them on all those who hate you. And you shall consume all the peoples whom Yahuwah your Elohim is delivering over to you. Your eyes shall not pardon them and do not serve their mighty ones, for that is a snare to you. much like this world is a snare to us. When you say in your heart, these nations are greater than I, I am unable to drive them out. Do not be afraid of them. Remember well that Yahuwah your Elohim did to Pharaoh um, and to all Matrim. the great trials which your eyes saw and the signs and the wonders, the strong hand and the outstretched arm by which Yahuwah your Elohim brought you out. Yahuwah your Elohim does so to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. And Yahuwah your Elohim also sends the hornet among them until these or until those who are left who hide themselves from you are destroyed do not be afraid of them for Yahuwah your Elohim the great and awesome El is in your midst and Yahuwah your Elohim shall drive out those nations before you little by little you are not allowed to destroy them at once lest the beasts of the field become too numerous for you okay and there's more there's more in chapter 8 I mean it's all over Torah Um, also Deuteronomy chapter 20 it talks about the blessings and curses I think there are Uh, 14 blessings and 54 curses, I think, or something like that. Okay. Um, and there's so much more that I would love to read and share, but I I can't for the sake of time, but I'm just going to encourage all of you who feel led to, um, to open up your scriptures, open up the Torah and read it. Okay. Now, listen, like I said, in my testimony, I believe the whole Bible and I read and study the whole Bible, but it's important that we also study the Torah. And that we remind ourselves, okay? Very, very, very important. Because I think uh, sometimes we become too stuck in one place of the Bible and we forget about the rest. We need to have the whole Bible, okay? The whole Bible. Um, For those of you that at any point you feel convicted, you feel led, the scales fall off, listen to part two of my testimony where I read about immersion, okay? Repentance and immersion, all right? Like I said, this is for anybody. This is for anybody that is willing to leave behind Mitzrayim. To leave behind Babylon. And to come to truth. And to live in obedience to the Father. Okay? This is for anybody. Looking back, I never thought I would get to this point. I didn't think I was worthy. You know? And I'm so thankful for where he's brought me. Now... Earlier in the beginning of the of the episode, I said that this isn't a marriage word, but it connects. Why does it connect? Because when you become set apart, when you leave behind that old life, your old self, even if you were once married and now you're divorced, even if you've had children, even if you had an adulterous relationship, whatever, okay? When you leave all that behind and you repent, it's all in the past, it's all behind you. When you realign yourself with Yahuwah and you're in truth, if marriage, if a covenant marriage, a set apart marriage is what he has for you, You will have it. If having children, again, is what he has for you, you will have it. Because once you are set apart, that marriage becomes set apart. Those children become set apart. Your whole life, everything that he gives you is set apart for him. Okay? That's that's how it connects. Okay? But if you don't ever get to that point, if you don't graft in, if you don't come to truth, you will never have that. You will have counterfeit. You will be in deception. You will be in sin. Okay? There's a song that I absolutely love by this this couple. They're so precious. Um, I love all of their music. I play it all the time. But in one of the songs, the lyric says, um, you know, if it wasn't for Yeshua, we would be dead in sin and not alive in grace. You know? He's giving us a chance to come to truth. To walk in truth. To know the way, the truth, and the life okay and I it breaks my heart when I see so many people even when I think about my own past, you know how I was in such deception you know and just it breaks my heart to see what the churches are doing, what they're leaving out. It breaks my heart to see so many believers being led astray, led to the slaughter you know a sheep to the slaughter. It breaks my heart you know. But at the same time, I am so thankful. I've gotten down on my knees and cried out to Yahuwah so many times, thanking him for saving me, for setting me apart. That I, that I had ears to hear, that the scales fell off of my eyes. That, I, that my heart wasn't hardened, that I didn't have pride to where I wasn't able to see these truths. Because there are many people out there, for one reason or another, they walk around with hardened hearts, so Yahuwah can't even really get through to them. Because of that pride, and that's why Yahuwah hates pride. There's scripture about. There's a few scripture about pride, but the one I always remember is, you know, um, pride comes before destruction. You know, in a haughty spirit before a fall. I believe is how it goes. I might have said that backwards, but I encourage all of you to get rid of um Specific versions of, of the Bibles try to get Bibles full of truth and with the restored names the Hebrew names because Jesus Lord God, all of those are pagan names okay that that all was made by Constantine who Constantine by the way was a worshiper of the Sun, which is why also people worship on Sundays and not Saturdays, which Saturdays are the Sabbath and the true seventh day so just thought I'd add that but. There are Bibles out there that you can get that have the restored names and have not been tampered with too much. Um, you can get the Scriptures Bible. You can get the Hallelujah Scriptures. You can get the Cipher, or the C-E-P-H-E-R. C-E-P-H-E-R. Um, and you can get... There's another one, and I can't remember the name of it. There's one more that you can get that have the restored names. I highly recommend that you get rid of any... King James Version Bibles, NIT, NLT, all of those different translations, please get rid of them. They have added and taken away from scripture. They also have the pagan names of Yahuwah and Yahusha. Okay. Repent. Ask him to open your eyes. Ask him to cause the scales fall off. Ask him to deliver, deliver you out of Babylon, out of Mitzrayim. You know but it has to come from your heart it can't be because somebody else is telling you to do it it can't be, it can't be because you know that's what you're seeing that's what you're hearing it has to be a true conviction a true repentance from your heart now for example can a family member or can a friend a brother or sister or even your own spouse can they help you to come to that truth to see that truth absolutely Absolutely, I've even talked about that concerning marriage where one spouse wasn't as mature in their faith or they were even still walking in deception and the other spouse wasn't and that spouse has been able to help that other spouse come to truth. Absolutely. And please don't believe the lies that you're not worthy enough or because you're not Jewish or because of A, B, and C. No. Repent. And he will bring you out of those things and he will... Cause the scales to fall off your eyes. And again, please get a different Bible. Get Bibles with the restored proper names, not the pagan names. Ones that haven't been tampered with and changed. Okay. I highly encourage that as well. And try to seek brothers and sisters who are also walking in the truth. Try to create a community, a fellowship so that you have that support. So that you're not walking alone in it. I've walked alone in it before and it was very hard. But I just kept my eyes on, on Yahuwah and I just kept going, you know, just pray for those things and he will provide those things. If you have any questions, you want to talk about it, you want to know more, please feel free to reach out to me via email at my ministry email by his grace marriage um, at gmail.com. If you are connected with me on Facebook, please message me. If you're not connected on Facebook, please add me. You can absolutely add me. my name on Facebook is Amanda Yasharel, so I mean you can add me. My my uh, page is public, so please don't be shy. Don't don't be afraid to do that. Please connect with me if you have any questions. I pray that this word is a blessing. I pray that it reaches many, or I pray that it at least reaches one person to come to truth. There are many of us that are scattered. A lot of you, as people, are scattered all over the world, and we're starting to unite or reunite. And I pray that more people come to truth. And I pray protection over you against deception and things like that um, as you go through this process and this journey. But I do pray that this reaches somebody. I pray it reaches many. I really, really do. And again, I'm not judging. I'm not condemning. I'm not anything. I'm just sharing what's on my heart and in my spirit, uh, how I feel, how it's blessed my life, because I want to bless others. I want to see other people walk in the truth. I truly, truly do. That is my desire. That is my heartfelt, uh, prayer today. Happy prep day for those of you that keep the Shabbat, the Sabbath tomorrow is, uh, is the Sabbath or Shabbat. So Shabbat Shalom to those of you who keep it. And, um, willing, I will be back either Monday or Tuesday starting the new series, um, by his grace. (laughs) So hopefully that, that will go well because that really is the basis of my ministry as well. Um, is about you know having that grace to be able to have a second chance at those things. So, especially when you come become set apart, like I said. So, um, stay tuned for that. Um, hopefully, I'll be back in a few days. And again, I pray that this is bless this is blessing. Hopefully, majority of you, and has given you hope and encouragement. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk with you in my next episode. Shalom.